Hey, this is Cindy Harmon with Real Walk. I'd love for you to subscribe and maybe even leave a review. Y'all, it's absolutely free. And this way, you'll get a notification each time we have a new episode. Hey, y'all. I hope y'all are having the best day ever. Um, Y'all, we've been talking about different stories, stories in the Bible, and about stories of different people uh, walking their walk. And um, I have a young lady here with me today that I am so excited about, y'all. You're in for a treat. Um, Let me introduce this young lady to you. Y'all, I have with me Miss Hannah Harvey. Thank you so much, Hannah, for being here. I really appreciate you taking time to come out and tell your story. Thank you for having me. Yes. So, y'all, I got to be real honest. Um, Hannah and I um, don't really know each other that well, do we? No. Uh, we really don't. <laughs> Honestly, the first time that uh, we ever talked was just a few weeks ago. I met you at the Welcome Center at, at our church. Yes, at church. Yes. And uh, I just have to tell you, girl, I was so impressed with you. <laughs> I really was. I was like, oh, my goodness. We got to have her on real walk, and um, I started talking to Miss um, Beth, your mother-in-law to be, and she was just really bragging on you and how much she loves you. And y'all, I have to tell you, I do have a little bit of history with Hannah's um, soon-to-be family that she's going to marry into. Um, her sister-in-law to be, which is Hannah, also worked for me for years, and her fiance Andrew, you know, worked uh, for us at the restaurant and. Miss Beth and I and Hans were all just, you know, really good friends. Y'all are just like family, and we we love the Schmook family. We do so. Um, so I tell you what, let's just let's get started. And um, I'm, I got to slow down just a little bit. I'm so excited. We had a you know little talk before we got started, and her story is one like I have never ever, ever heard before. And I'm just so excited. So I'm going to try to slow down just a little bit before we get started. Um. Tradition, it's a tradition uh, on Real Walk to do a little bit of rapid fire questions. So, Hannah, are you are you up for some, some for some quick questions? Yes. Okay, you ready? Yes. All right. So, what is your favorite season? Fall. Fall. Mine too, girl. I love <laughs> the fall season. I love it. It's awesome. Um, I know the answer to this, but I want to ask it anyway. Do you have a nickname? Hannah Banana. Hannah Banana. And I have to say this, that when it popped up on my phone, Hannah Banana, I was like, Hannah Schmook? Because that's what I always called <laughs> the other Hannah. Uh, that's so sweet. Y'all are both Hannah Bananas. Um, Hannah, what quality do you look for when making friends? Their heart. Their heart. Mm-hmm. Um, good. That's awesome. Um, what's one thing on your bucket list that you haven't got to do yet that you want to? I want to swim with sea turtles. Oh, awesome. Swim with sea turtles. Okay, next. Got a couple more. What's your least favorite household chore? Laundry. Oh, girl, me too. You know, I don't mind washing and drying (laughs) and then folding, but I despise putting away. Are you that way? Yes. Oh, goodness. Goodness, goodness. Okay. Uh, Last one. Are you a morning or a night person? Night. Yeah, me too. I can get a ton done. But I also like the morning too, you know, when it's peaceful and quiet. So that's awesome. That is, you did a great job, girl. So um, Hannah, tell our listeners and me, tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I go to school at Mississippi State and I also work full-time in HR. I have two dogs, a cat, 
and my fiance. Gotcha. That's awesome. So, and I see you, you know, in passing a little bit, you know, in between services and yes. whatnot at church. So I know you're very active in church. Yes, very active in church. I go every time the doors are open or at least try to. There you go. That's right. Okay, good. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, let's just jump in. You ready? I'm ready. All right, Hannah, tell our listeners um, what life was like for you growing up in your home. Uh, we had a happy childhood. Besides my parents, they worked a lot of hours uh, with their jobs, but they were present as much as they could be. Um, we did grow up in church. We was there every time the doors were open. Right. Okay. How was church for y'all, though? It was different than what it is now. Then, all I can think about was they judged on what you wear. Mm. Um, yeah. They about what you had, how much money you had, mm. and I just, I just could not found like this is how it's supposed to be. Right. Exactly. So. Um, I will have to say that, sadly, that is true mm-hmm. of of some churches, and that gives Christianity a bad name. A bad name. Very good. That's exactly right. So, but you did go to church growing up. I did, and um, you were going to going to church growing up, but church left a bad taste in your mouth. It did. Church hurt definitely. Church hurt, and church hurt is a real thing. But it you is. know, that's just one way that Satan. Can you know he just uses church hurt like we get our feelings hurt at church and we stop going. But I heard somebody say the other, I think it was Brother Greg the other day that said, you know, you don't stop going to Walmart when you get hurt at Walmart. You know, somebody says something to you at Walmart, you don't stop going. You know? I started looking at it like the church is not hurting you; it's the people inside the church. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I, I do. I I totally understand that. Um, so even though this was going on in your mind and literally in your life. Do you feel like, even though all that was going on and you were going to church faithfully, do you feel like you were growing spiritually? I do not. I was actually growing further away. Mm, can you explain that to our listeners? I just completely stopped believing in God at one point in life. I can't exactly remember exactly what point it was, but I know after that, I stopped believing in okay. God completely. Okay, so we got to stop right here and hang out, okay, just for a okay. second. <laughs> Um, this is real walk, and mm-hmm. I don't want to dance around this, Hannah, mm-hmm. if, if if you don't mind. So when you say you stopped believing in God, like what are you— I was an atheist. Wow. Okay. Um, so I know that to say that you're an atheist can mean different things to different people, but you're telling me— that you absolutely did not believe no. in God. Like you used to when you were growing up, like you were taught Bible scriptures and things like Correct. that, I'm sure, in Sunday school. But then you're telling me that there had been so much hurt and so much uncertainty that you just stopped believing that there was a God? Correct. So can you explain? I, I believed that we were just living life on this big floating rock and... Anything that happened was because you put yourself in that position or someone else put you in that position um, and that there was not a greater power that was in control of anything. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you for being honest. I know that can't be easy. It's not now. It's Uh, not. mm, Goodness gracious, girl. So do you mind telling us, like, what was life like for you 
when you were having those thoughts? Like, you know, were you happy, happy, happy? No, I was hopeless. I actually formed anxiety and depression. Wow. Like, not even days after I quit believing. It just happened. So it almost happened instantaneously. Yes. Like, you stopped believing. You realized, okay, there's not a God. Mm -hmm. I don't believe. There's no way that there could be a higher power. And so instantaneously, almost depression Right. And anxiety set in. Worry, self-doubt. Wow. Just hopeless. Well, we know where all that comes from, don't we? Satan himself. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness, girl. So during that time that you were, you know, in disbelief of God, was there anyone that ever challenged you on feeling this way, maybe? Yes. My best friend since elementary, she was a firm believer, uh, went to church all the time, and she said, although you don't, she still loved me, mm. and she'll still be there for me, and we are still best friends to this day. Wow. Okay, so we have to hang out here for a second, okay? okay. So let's just take the approach that your best friend um, came to you, and it's like she beat you over the head with the Bible and said, you know, this is wrong, this is wrong. Do you really think you would still be friends with her to this day if she had approached you that way? No, absolutely not. Right. And so many times, you know, so-called Christians, that's how they approach people when they're Mm -hmm. different or where, you know, when they believe differently or maybe they live a different lifestyle. Like, you're going to die and you're going to go to hell and, you know, you can't live like that. But your friend, oh, my goodness, Mm -hmm. she... She expressed love to you. She said, she I'm did. still going to love you. I mean, that was that yeah. exactly what she, she said. She said, I still love you. Wow. And I'll always be here for you. And she meant it. And she has kept her promise since then. Wow. That is amazing, y'all. That's how it's supposed to be done. When Jesus says love covers all, he meant it. <laughs> love, if we can really grasp loving people, because she wouldn't have gotten anywhere with you. I think I've already said that, but I just can't get past it. Like, she wouldn't have gotten anywhere if she, you know, had tried to do, approach you that way. So, that is an awesome story right there in and of itself. So, you're you're living this life, and um, you don't believe in the Lord uh, at all. So, what happened next? Um, Life continued, you know, fast forward. I'm 17, and my best friend was killed in a car crash by a drunk driver. Wow. Okay, so when you don't believe in God and something like this happens, mm-hmm. what was going through your mind? I tried to find someone to blame, and, of course, there was no one else to blame because everyone passed away in this circumstance, so it had to been him. I was like, it has to be God, you know. If there is one, it has to be him. It's his fault. Wow. Mm. Thank you for your honesty again, girl. Um, so, you know, I hear a lot of people say, and I know I felt this myself, and I'm just being totally honest. I bet you were probably angry. Oh, very angry. I had hatred in my heart, which mm. then spiraled my depression and my anxiety 10 times more. Right. Um, do you want to share? I know. Earlier, you shared a little bit with me about where your life spiraled after that. Yes, it spiraled on into, after high school, I became an alcoholic, and I was also an addict with pills. Mm. Goodness gracious. So, um, I, I, 
I, I appreciate your honesty, Hannah. Thank you so much, you know, for just um, for putting yourself out there and for being so vulnerable. And listeners, I will just say this, that if if you're somebody out there that, you know, you have an addiction of some sort, let him rescue you like he has done Hannah. I cannot wait for y'all to hear the rest of this story. But Hannah, you have no idea how many people that you that you're going to reach, that you're going to touch with your story, not just right here on Real Walk, but God has a purpose. He has a plan for you. And I love how you're willing to share. You know, I will share to anyone who is mm. willing to listen Girl, so they can learn from my mistakes, hopefully. Girl, you are amazing. <laughs> so, okay. So you're spiraling. Um, you don't believe in God and your best friend dies and you become an alcoholic and an addict so we got to turn turn this boat around, okay? okay? Um tell us a little bit about just tell us a lot. This is the best part, you know. Tell us about how everything started to change for you. It started to change whenever I woke up unconscious um from a coma due to alcohol poisoning. Mm. It was a long night and I just spiraled into that situation, I woke up hopeless more so than usual. And I, something just told me, like, you've got to change. You've got to make a change. Regardless of what you do, you've got to make a change. And at the time, I didn't understand, like, what's telling me you've you got to make a change. And I know I'm not talking to myself because I'm living life, I think, at the time. Right. And we know who that was that was saying, you've got to change. Yes, now I do. Yes, he was right there. He was. He was right there just chasing you down, girl. He was He was running after you, just like he's running after each of us. So you're laying there and you're in a, in a you're, you've just woken up from a coma, from a coma, y'all. Let's just say that again. This girl right here was in a coma and she wakes up and she realizes there's got to be some change. So... Did the change happen then or? No, uh, it did not happen right then. I did uh, spiral a few more times after that, but I ended up having to go out of town for work and sitting in the hotel room by yourself. You start learning about yourself better and you start having some realization and you start just questioning yourself. Why are you doing things that you're doing? You know, let me just stop you right there real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt, but, you know, I've just realized, as you've said that, is you got alone. Yeah, I got, got alone. alone. You got alone. You got away from friends. You got away from mm-hmm. family. You know, you got away, and you got alone with the Lord, and yes. you started thinking. And, y'all, I cannot stress that enough to spend time just alone. That's scriptural. Jesus, you know, he went away to be alone, you know, to just think and to meditate and to pray. So I'm sorry. Uh, so after being alone, um, I come back from being out of town, and the whole time I've been gone, I have not touched a single drug or a single drop of alcohol. Ooh, kudos to you, girl. And I realized I had a purpose, but at the mm. at that time, I could not find my purpose. And as time went on, it was one night in particular that I was ready to throw it all away again mm. and go right back to old habits. What stopped you? I met my fiance. Oh, 
Yeah. How about that, Mr. <laughs> Andrew? How yes. about that? That is awesome. Yes. So tell us a little bit. I don't really know y'all's love story, the you know the storyline of it, but at so, that point, let me ask you this: at that mm-hmm. point, did you believe or did you not believe? No, I did not. So how did so, he take that? So we met at work, and while we're you know just talking, getting to know each other, right? And Christianity comes up. He tells me that he's a Christian, and I just flat out told him, I am not. Mm, how do you take that? He said, that's okay. Wow. Kudos to Andrew. That is awesome. Again, girl, the grace you've mm-hmm. been shown, the love you've been shown. Whenever I seen Andrew that night and we started talking, we had you know a little bit of a heart-to-heart. I told him about my past and everything, and... You know, afterwards, I kind of just looked at him from a distance, and I don't know if it, I was just tired at work or if I actually seen a little, you know, glow around him. Oh, how about yeah. that? So, let me ask you this. Were you surprised when he said, that's okay, that you I don't really believe? I really was. I was. Because right. most of the time in past situations right. when I told someone that, they completely shunned me and ghosted me. Oh, Wow. Wow, that is that is an awesome story. I bet that's when you were like, mm, I could marry this guy. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I was just guessing. That yeah. is so sweet. Oh, um, that's actually, so if you ask him, he will even tell you that the first time he seen me, he knew he was going to marry me. Oh, I love that. Mm, that is so good. Okay, so I know that... Um, there was a big, huge incident that happened that really the Lord really used to draw you and Andrew both. So tell our listeners. So I left work one night, 10 minutes, um, well, just early in general, but I got to Amory 10 minutes before the major tornado that hit Amory recently. And I did not tell my fiance I was headed home because I was not supposed to be headed home. Right. He told me to wait till the storm blew over. Of course. Which would have been smart. (laughs) It would have been smart, yes. But I did not because I wanted to get home to my dogs. I was worried about them. Um, We share locations. So he's seen that I left work. Right, okay. And he said, where are you going? And, of course, I didn't answer him because I already knew he would end up coming to. He calls me, and he says, where is this tornado? Of course, I pulled it up. I said it's in Wren, which is about 15 minutes from our house. He said, okay, then I should be able to make it to our house in time. And at this point, I'm like, are you on the road? And the last counts I had was he was on a bridge above the waterway. Coming in, right? Yeah, coming right in. Right coming into Amory. Yes. yes, right when you come into Amory. And he said, I see it. And then next thing you know, I hear mm. metal crinkling, glass breaking, uh, a sound of like a freight train. Wow. And I hear water rushing and the phone call drops. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. And it was so, like, our house is so close to the waterway that I could hear the tornado coming. Mm. And our roof was being sucked up at this point. Wow. And I was weak in the knees, and I just dropped to the ground and started praying. Oh. And that was the first time I had prayed in 
years, like since junior high. Oh my goodness, what a story. That is awesome. That is so good. But I have to ask you, when that call dropped, like like you said, you just dropped to your hopeless. Knees. Hopeless. You just absolutely I would too. Oh my hopeless. goodness. But we know, but God, <laughs> we know that Andrew, I think he rolled down a hill. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. He rolled down the hill seven times. Mm. Uh, went through a tree. Oh, my goodness. And landed in the pond. It was actually not the waterway. It was a pond. And he had nothing but two bruises on him from the seatbelt. Wow. If that is not God, it I'm is. telling you, it is absolutely God. It oh, is. that is an amazing story. But would you say that was a defining moment that you, like, I, God, I know there has to be a God. <laughs> So, after the phone call dropped, and I was sitting there praying, you know, begging and pleading, telling him that, you know, telling God, uh, I would change my ways. I'd give it all to him, and I was wrong Mm. this whole entire time. He, as an Andrew, was knocking on our door. Wow. And I... Talk about answered prayers. Yes. Um... (laughs) I started crying even more from tears of joy, Mm. and it made me drop to my knees again and start praying and thanking him again. Oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. Girl, just in your young life that you've lived, what a story to tell of redemption and how the Lord has just swooped in and stepped in and just... um, This beautiful story. Mm, It's just amazing. So... um, well, tell me this, Hannah, now that um, you're on track mm-hmm. <laughs> with the Lord, like you are walking with the Lord, you are, you know, I don't think you, I think you said earlier, you don't just call yourself a Christian, like you're a follower yes. of Christ. Tell me what your day looks like as far as walking with Christ. Like, are you in the Word? Yes, I am in the Word every single day now. Mm. I read a Bible verse and do a Bible verse study. I do the guest speaker video on the Bible app. Yes, those are so good. And I do the guided prayer. And my fiance and I, we do a plan together for relationships that are trying to grow closer to God together. Wow. Um, We also do the little chat thing where we communicate back and forth on the Bible app, Mm. discussing the plan and what it means to us and how we can use it into our relationship. Wow. We also read the Bible together. My sister and I, we also have a plan and we use it in uh we explain it to each other individually and Girl. and we uh explain how we can apply it to each other as siblings and how to be there for each other and be better Christians and grow together. Girl, you are chasing after God. When it says in God's word to seek him like a treasure, I think that's what you're doing. That's exactly what that looks like. That is, that is amazing. That is, that is awesome. So Hannah, how is life different for you today than it was back when you were growing up as a child and going through those teenage years spiraling down. I was lost. Wow. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> um you feel like you were a lost person? I was very, very 
very lost. <laughs> Even though you went to church every time the doors were open? I was physically there. I was not mentally there. Wow. Goodness. What a story. Because, you know, so many people think that because they go to church, you know, faithfully, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, you know, whatever, and they serve in their church and they do all the things that that means that, you know, they're automatically walking with Jesus. But actually, it doesn't happen at church, you know? It It doesn't happen in the walls of a church. So I actually apply church like I do my college classes. Yes, you listen to the speaker. You gather all the notes that you need for the day. But if you never look at those notes again, you're not going to take in what you need to. Wow. We have to do our part. Once we pray that prayer, once we, you know, once we decide to follow Jesus, then we have to do our part also. We can't just leave it laying, you know on the side over here, okay, now I'm going to go live my life like I want to. We die to ourselves. We we repent and we turn. We don't live, you know, like we used to. Oh, my goodness. If you don't refer back to your notes, you're never going to grasp what you heard in the first place. Right. So we have a a part we have to do, too. So, Hannah, what a powerful, powerful story. I am just absolutely blown away. You said um, earlier, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I jotted this down as we were talking earlier. You said, I didn't find Jesus in a pew. I absolutely love that. Like you found Jesus, I guess you could say you found Jesus in a tornado, right? <laughs> yes, uh, rock bottom. Yes. That's where I was at before. Right. Rock mm. on top of me, rock bottom. Right. Mm. Girl, I I cannot wait to see what um, is in store for you and Mr. Andrew. It is just going to be something um, to see because the Lord is working. He is clearly working in y'all's lives, and um, it is just so exciting. Um, God is in control, so I know what. Whatever it is, it's going to be amazing. That's right. You know, it doesn't mean it's an easy life. No. But we know he's going before us no matter what we have to face. Hannah, thank you so much for being here. Thank thank you for asking me to be here. Thank you for taking the time. Listeners, um, goodness gracious, uh, what an exciting story that Hannah has shared with us today. Um, I, I can't wait to... Uh, get it all recorded and listen to it myself. <laughs> um, listen, I love you guys. I love y'all so much. And um, I will see y'all back here next week. Same time, same place. Hey, y'all, did you know we now have a number where you can text me? It's a fun way to stay connected. If you have any questions or if you have any comments about an episode, just anything in general, I'd love to hear from you. The number is 662-597-1738. And we'll see you again next week on The Real Walk Podcast.